I'm Kevin Rodd, and welcome to my podcast about long distance walking in the UK. Walk this way. I'm hoping to inspire people to take the challenge of walking one of the UK's 1500 designated long distance paths or LDPs. I've set myself a challenge of walking an LDP in each of the 38 counties in England, and by the middle of 2020, I had completed three counties and was four fifths of the way through the Centenary Way in Warwickshire or the Warwickshire Way. This is the fifth and final podcast episode about the 100 mile long distance path that takes you from the top of Warwickshire down to its southernmost point on the border with Oxfordshire. I'll be using notes from my diary as well as snippets of recordings that I made along the walk to tell the story of the walk and the county that I'm in. I'm hoping to communicate the joy and sense of achievement that you can get from walking an LDP and to inspire you to search the internet and to find an LDP near you and start some planning. But in the meantime, sit back, relax and let's walk this way. Episode 7, A View to a Kill. Today is the final leg of the walk and following the way I go from Edge Hill to Shipton on Stour. At 9.40, on a fresh morning in September, I head off. So it begins day five of the Warwickshire Way walk. Uh, had a really good night's sleep last night at the Castle Inn on Edge Hill. Uh, really nice food, very, very tasty. I'd highly recommend the food there. A uh, good night's sleep in what was one of the smallest rooms I've ever stayed in, in the basement of the tower of the, the castle. But it's a nice sunny day, it's a bit fresh. I've got my bubble hat on today, the first time I've had to wear that. But it's a blue sky, a moderate to fresh breeze. But uh, 11 miles a day off to Shipston. I've got a little companion with me today. Say hello, companion. Morning. That's Jill. <laughs> uh, starts off with a walk along the edge of Edge Hill. Nice path through a bit of woodland, but um, sadly because of the woods. The uh, view is slightly obscured across the battlefield of Edge Hill. So the Battle of Edge Hill was 1642 in October between the Royalists and the Parliamentarians. But it was the first major battle of the English Civil War. As you walk along the wood on the edge of the hill, you get glimpses down to the plateau below where the famous battle took place. The Battle of Edge Hill was a battle of the First English Civil War and was fought on Sunday the 23rd of October 1642. All attempts at a constitutional compromise between King Charles and Parliament broke down early in 1642. Both the King and Parliament raised large armies. In October, at his temporary base near Shrewsbury, the King decided to march to London in order to force a decisive confrontation with Parliament's main army, commanded by the Earl of Essex. Late on the 22nd of October, both armies unexpectedly found the enemy to be close by. The next day, the Royalist army descended from Edge Hill. After the Parliamentarian artillery opened on them, the Royalists attacked. Both armies consisted mostly of inexperienced and sometimes ill-equipped troops. It was estimated that 26,000 soldiers were involved in the battle and many men from both sides fled the battle and neither army gained a decisive advantage. The inconclusive result of the Battle of Edge Hill prevented either faction from gaining a quick victory in the war, which eventually lasted four years. After the battle, the King resumed his march on London after a temporary stopover in nearby Banbury. 
After about two miles, we leave the wood and enter a clearing and arrive at Sun Rising Hill just after 10.30. From here, you get some amazing views of Warwickshire. Though slightly windy on the day that we visited, the views were so good that we took a moment to soak them in. I try and see if I can plot out the Warwickshire way through the fields below us. The way comes off the ridge, heading westwards, and we head for our first cow encounter of the day, and our first village of the day. The cow encounter passes without incident. We arrive at the village of Middle Tyso just after 11.15, and three and a half miles into the walk. We are greeted by the substantial and handsome 12th century St Mary's Church. It's a picturesque village with a nice village shop. Even though I'm not that hungry after the full English breakfast, we stock up on snacks and purchase a couple of quiches produced by a local farmer. This will be our day's lunch, eaten later along the route. We continue across farmers' fields and pass hedgerows bursting with autumnal goods that tempt Jill at every turn. Damsons, sloes, rose hips, crab apples, brambles are plenty. We pass through a field of sunflowers that had gone over, looked rather sad, lonely and forgotten. This is the last field before the second village of the day, at six and a half mile mark, we enter Watcote, which continues the day's tradition of being a pretty village. The way passes directly next to the Royal Oak, and as it's just past one o'clock, it's time for a quick rest. So I sat outside the Royal Oak pub in Watcote. Um, slightly worried before I arrived because it did say it was a gastro pub with Michelin stars and wondered how they'd deal with us or ramblers. But luckily they're very polite and very lovely. I've got a pint of Windrush Ale. Jill's got a pint of uh, Session Lager. Both are under 4% and both excellent value for money. Very nice to sit outside in the sun trap. Um, it's been a nice walk today along the ridge, down through some pretty villages. It's interesting how it seems the closest you get to Oxfordshire, the prettier the villages get. So, um, touch wood, so far we've had no livestock incidences um, today. Seen a few from afar, but luckily none close up. Um, although we nearly got, we got stared at very, very scarily by a cat as we entered the village. Um, it was stealthily hiding through the long grass, but we managed to see it stare it out and pass without incident. We leave Watcote and passing through the churchyard, we follow the way up the hill to Hellbreak Wood. Passing, as I've done throughout most of the walk, yellow painted posts with shiny new waymark discs on them. A little further on, we take a moment to pause on a hillside before the final hour's walk. This is half past, nearly half past two, on the 26th of September, I'm sitting down with about only a couple of miles to go before we get to Shipston uh, with a view over the valley ahead and I just thought it would take a moment to think about the countryside because it looks very familiar to me but that's because I live near Oxfordshire and when I go to other counties it might be different landscapes mostly arable uh, fields with the old tree dotted here and there a little bit of woodland quite large fields uh, with just hedgerows so hardly any limited I can't see any fencing just hedgerows and the odd farmhouse dotted here and there um, but it's a classic sort of patchwork of the English countryside I think you describe it. I guess. There's a lot of cabbages we've come through yeah, fields. Yeah, some kind of brass brassica. Oh, 
big, large, huge, huge dragonfly. dragonfly. <laughs> now circling us. Wow. Whoa. Hello. <laughs> must so be interested in something. Yeah. Huge. Still, it's gone away, but it's coming back again. I think Jill's got a big pink top on, that must be what it likes. Yeah. Oh, did it get something in his mouth then? I don't know. It looked like it ate something. Autumnal sun is beating down on us, and the sky is blue with a peppering, well, quite a large peppering, I'd say, of clouds. Big, white, fluffy clouds with grey underbellies. So, three miles to go before we get into Shipston. The actual walk finishes in Upper Quinton, a couple of miles further on. But given the logistical challenges of getting home, I decide to end the walk on an official branch route of the walk at Shipson on Stour. Clouds start to dominate the sky above, with the potential for rain on the far off horizon as we enter the town from the north and pass the brilliantly named Ellen Badger Hospital. I decide, after doing a few laps around the square, to find a suitable end point that in Edmunds Church in the centre is the place to mark the end of my five-day adventure, delivered in two parts. Overall, I'd covered nearly 100 miles in total, and in the five days I'd walked over 200,000 steps. A pint at the Georgetown House in the square provides the means of celebration, before a taxi arrives an hour later to take us back home to Oxford. So no grand ending, no fanfare, no bunting, but I'd done it. I'd completed the Warwickshire Way and I'd completed the fourth county in my English County Challenge. Warwickshire, you were surprisingly tough to tick off my list. The first part of the walk was rather flat and lacked views or places of interest to visit, although towards the end of the walk, at Burton Dasset Country Park, things did pick up in terms of interest and undulation. It was nice though to walk along parts of the canal network. I also really enjoyed my day exploring Lempton Spa, and Covid definitely had an impact on my overall experience, as did the issues with my feet and the rain on day two. Certainly a low moment, but followed by a high or walking with friends, the sunshine after the rain. I didn't see a bear with a ragged staff, although I did drink in one. I ate out to help out and managed to avoid any Shakespeare puns or stories. As part of this podcast, I also really enjoyed my chats with Graham and Julia about the history of the canal and what life is like living on a canal. As the way passed over motorways several times, it was a reminder of Warwickshire's location in the centre of the UK. The way also took me along canals, over railways and by HS2, maybe suggesting that goods and people pass through the county en route to somewhere else. I'm not sure I've got a real sense of who or what makes Warwickshire, but I guess there's the impact of the huge cities of Birmingham and Coventry that are so close by. The walk itself was easy to follow and well waymarked, and I'd definitely recommend it for anyone based locally who fancy completing their first long distance path. Along with my shoe issues on days one and two, the search for local beer remained my biggest challenge. If you'd like details or advice on competing the St. Tony Way in Warwickshire, please get in touch. I'd be more than happy to help and provide any advice or assistance that I can. 
Now even before I'd completed the final miles, I was thinking about the next walk and the next county. I'd probably keep it local. Berkshire, Worcestershire, Gloucestershire, Northamptonshire. You'd be next. So tune into my next series of podcasts to hear about the next LDP that I walk. I do hope that this series has inspired you to have a look on the LDWA website to see what LDPs are near you and that you make a decision to walk this way. This has been a Daisy Rogers production on behalf of the Long Weekenders. The theme music is by Rockabye Baby. Find me and photos of the walk on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Search for Long Weekenders and hashtag Walk This Way. The podcast is also available on iTunes and Spotify. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, give us a like or a share in order for others to discover this podcast.